It is 7.26 right now. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Morning, Sandy. How are you? It's a Monday morning. I'm concerned. I'm concerned now. Well, you know, it's just... It's a Monday morning, like... Maybe, Good morning! Oh, I was going to say, maybe Mercury's a retrograde. <laughs> Hello. That was Is very loud. Moon? I think there's a full moon this weekend. I hope not, because then my kids are up all night long. I don't get it. Like, they just they don't sleep well. I get it. And, they're werewolves. That's why. Well, yeah. they are hairy. <laughs> yes. They're hairy and they're stinky, so maybe they are. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Yes, went to the Miss Cayman pageant. Yeah, who was the winner? Hmm. Congratulations. Her name is Gigi. 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 Yeah, like my daughter, Gigi. Oh, (laughs) congratulations, Gigi. What's her full name? Georgina Crawford. Georgina Crawford. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, congratulations to her. And where was Uh, it held? Sorry. Where was the pageant held? It was at the Westin. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, indoors, outdoors? Indoors. Okay. Yeah. Indoors and outdoors because of the uh, COVID restrictions. Okay. So they had some people seated outdoors, and uh, they were watching it in the big screen. And then they got they got some interaction as well because the young ladies went out and you know, cool. got to interact with them. So yeah, congratulations to her. And uh, you know, it was you'll never the thing with pageant life is you'll never have everybody agreeing on anything. Oh right, of course. Yeah, I mean because it's but yeah because because it, it can only be one winner, and there's a lot of. People that support, you know, all of the uh, the pageant yeah. people. Yeah. They, and they had so, nine contestants fantastic. this year, which I think mm. was a lot. That is uh, a lot. So there's yeah. more, there are more losers than usual. <laughs> yeah. that, that makes it harder as well. More losers. Than usual. <laughs> well, I know. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Everyone's a winner. Oh, no. I don't believe <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. I don't believe that either. You know, we, we've gone so far in the other direction with being politically correct that I got to be honest with you. Uh, sometimes it really does make me shake my head. Like we don't tell our kids anymore that you can get it wrong. You can fail. You, you know, all these life lessons that actually build resilience. Like we don't want to tell them those things because we're afraid of, you know, damaging their self-esteem. And I'm just like, hmm. No, we need to stop the participation awards. Yeah. Everybody yeah. gets an award. No, maybe when yeah. they're young. Okay. But yeah, maybe when they're like yeah, I mean, first year of, of rugby, everyone got a little bit. Hey, medal. listen. Miles is in a, uh, he's two, right? Uh, two and a half. He's in a swimming class. And the the uh, the swim instructor gives out stickers for people that did good. And then the kids that didn't don't get stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's oh, okay. I don't know if that's the same one that Gianna goes to, but she has stickers like, as well. Yeah, I think they always give them stickers, though. No, like, they don't. They give really? them only to, the, only to the kids that do good. And I'm, we're like, you listened. Here you on. go. So Miles didn't get a sticker. Okay. Well, that's a life lesson. Yeah. I mean, but those early it. swim classes are like that. Like everyone it's they're either on it and they're doing and they're listening to the instructor or they're having a mental breakdown and they're crying the whole time about how the water's too cold or something. I think it's a uh, blue sky or something like that that, mm. he, that he that he's in whatever. Oh, What's okay. the one your your daughter's in? Yeah, I think that's the um it's the same group. It's probably <laughs> That's funny. I like it. I like yeah. their early early life lessons for kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because as my grandfather said, if if, uh, winning were easy, then losers would do it. So step it up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pull up your socks. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, um, so yes, yeah. other than pageant news, the other big news this weekend was another quarantine breach that was out selling food and acting the most. Um, so selling the, food. Yeah, it was like some food vendor. She was selling food and taking it out, and yeah. then her husband was out at a club. Yep, he was out at the club, what? and now she's she's actually posting on her social media page. Listen to this. Um, that she has, she deserves the stay at the um, mandatory quarantine. So right. she's dressed up in fake Louis Vuitton outfits and saying in full boots with a drink in her hand, saying that she deserves it because she's worked so hard. Because we're, we're obviously the people are paying um, for her to to be, you know, in quarantine now. Okay, so she deserves a stay at a hotel. <laughs> hmm. You can't make this stuff up. You really wow. can't. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, crazy that you're in quarantine for for COVID reasons, and then you're selling food to the public. Yep. Oh, okay. where's where's our good friend Mark Robson from the Department of Environmental Health? Uh, <laughs> does she have a does she have a uh, food handling certificate? No, apparently not. Uh, That's what it said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like she has a business license. So if she doesn't have a business license, she wouldn't okay. have a food handling certificate either. Yeah, yeah I mean. Well, you, you, know. can get, you can get that without having a business license, but you just have to go through the course. You can't. Yeah, uh, well, you're you can't have well, you're not yeah. supposed to be able to get a business license without the food handling, but I don't know if oh, the other trust way. me, there are plenty of those out there. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, Every I know. time we do a food event at DMS Broadcasting, we got to we have to make sure we're surprising the the, uh, the number of people that don't have them. Mm -hmm. And then we we uh, supply a class right here at broadcasting for those people. And you have so. to learn how to handle food properly. Yes. So we are, we are doing good for the community. Um, what's the deal with Dr. John Lee uh, leaving his post? We saw that. Yeah. So, you know, we broke that story. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, we had heard it from, like, January, actually. So I wasn't entirely surprised. But, you know, the official reason is that, uh, you know, his parents are older. I think his dad is, like, 93 or something. And his stepmom mm. is probably 91. Wow. Um, and so that's where he was recently. He was visiting his parents and, um, you know, he said that, listen, he's just ready for um, some time with them, some quality time, because at that age, you just never know right. how much time you've got left, which is true, especially during COVID times. Um, so I suspect that that is probably like 80% of the reason, but then there's also that little, mm, you know, he probably hasn't been entirely happy here lately. Um, because of what has gone on in this jurisdiction in terms of like the lawsuit and that sort of thing. So hmm. I think I personally think it's just a mixed bag of reasons as most decisions are. Yeah. Um, you know, he still has a lot of fans to be fair to him, but um, I think he's fallen from grace in the eyes of a lot of people as well, but he's going to be here until uh, next year when his contract expires. So his contract is coming up for uh, renewal and, um, I mean, he's also in a position of pressure, you know, and, and scrutiny. Yeah, uh, at, at the highest level possible. Look at um, look at Dr. Fauci. I mean, this this yeah. guy in the states is like the the the, the world's uh, leading specialist on uh, on uh, inf infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. and, and they still and, think and, he and, doesn't know anything. And Trump raked him over the coals. He was he like, survived though. He was like a bad guy for a while. He was like enemy number one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks I mean, to Trump. Well. And, yeah, and then, I mean, it's, it's got to be frustrating because I tell you what, I even speak to um, to local physicians and they're like, Sandy, 
I cannot be bothered talking to people who have no common sense. And I keep begging them. I'm like, but that's your job. And they said, no, it, it really isn't. Um, so in terms of the whole like COVID and anti-vaxxer mentality, they just can't be bothered. And you'd be surprised um, the even some of the messages that I've gotten, you know, it's just it's just unbelievable. Like people that you think are otherwise intelligent that believe in these conspiracies and stuff. Um, you know, I've gotten people telling me that that I'm pushing the white agenda. Mind you, it was a white person who said it, which made me laugh so hard. But that I'm pushing this white agenda and COVID doesn't exist. And it's just like, what? But how is that an agenda at all? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like millions of people around the world are dead and you think that COVID isn't real. And so therefore there's no need for the vaccine. Like this person is an intelligent local business owner who owns an IT business. And this is the foolishness that they're messaging me. Okay. You know, so I, I can see how um, the stress of, and that's nowhere near what Dr. Lee and others in his uh, position have ha had to deal with the world over. So I could see how right now you'd probably just, if you could afford to do it, um, want to just live very quietly and <laughs> nothing to yeah. do with public health. Yeah. Um, spend some time with your dad who's 93. Like I could see that totally being, um, you know, the real reason as well. So yeah, it's a lot of stress. And I don't, I feel for, I sympathize with world leaders who are having to deal with that same uh, situation as well, because it, it just can't be easy. And I mean, sometimes you feel like you want to pull your hair out if you have any left. Any yeah. other uh, major things happen over the weekend? Um, there was an accident in the Brack. I don't know if you guys saw that one, but that one involved a, um, a guy who had been out at a party and his car collided with somebody's house, like the rooftop of their house. What? Yes. So he went, what did he go, airborne? He went airborne, yeah. Wow. We've got the pictures, so we're going to be showing people that during the show today. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, he's lucky to be alive. Uh, I heard that he doesn't even really have any serious injuries, which is crazy when you see the vehicle. And the house got a banging, but the occupants of the house were okay. Um, so, yeah. It's just crazy. The friends um, told him, don't drive. You're a little bit too sauced up. And he wouldn't listen. So there you go. Wow. By the way, speaking of the BRAC, there are some travel restrictions, sort of, mm -hmm. um, following the confirmation of 24 community transmission cases. Yes. Anyone traveling to the sister islands from Ca uh, Grand Cayman who has not been fully vaccinated within the previous 14 days must provide a negative PCR test certificate from an approved mm -hmm. laboratory no more than 48 hours prior to departure. Uh, yeah. Travel remains the same for verifiably vaccinated individuals. So that's yeah. good. It should um, be 24 hours. Like I think 48 hours is still a little bit too long, but yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know if you read the story. It just came out this morning, but we, we talked about it uh, just this morning that mm -hmm. Pfizer has come out and said just yes. this morning that its COVID vaccine is safe and effective for children ages 5 to 11. Yeah. So that is great news. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, we'll I don't know how that long now. that will take to yeah get to go to the FDA and get approved and all that. Yeah. I mean, if it's already approved, it might with be the emergency. FDA, it's probably going to go quicker. Yeah, but I mean, then we still have to follow UK guidelines. I'm assuming. All right, yeah. Sam. I know you got a lot to discuss awesome. this morning, as usual yes. on a Monday. So catch CMR on Facebook and YouTube. And, and by the way, there is a just a really quick thing that someone sent me earlier this morning. Apparently, um, the Spanish Canary Islands of La Palma were rocked by a volcanic eruption. So, yeah, so 5,000 people there have been evacuated. So we are kind of monitoring that situation. 
um, to see what happens. I think they fall under the Mexican government from what I'm hearing. Hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a happening now sort of thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. The lava's flowing. Yep, yeah, it is. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow morning for uh, the next update. Okay, guys. Have a good day. All right. One. Have a good day. Bye. Aaron, what you got coming up? Well, I don't know what happened to my uh, video stream there. It's disappeared. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Oh, there we go. That was weird. I couldn't say anything for a second. It was completely blacked out. Good morning, Alice. Um, good morning to Marshall. Diamond Princess is here bright and early. Beautiful. Good morning. Aliano. Hello. Janice. Is that how you pronounce your beautiful name? Very different. Janice or Janice. Um, good morning to Daisy. Karen, good morning. Anne-Marie, Vernita, Ervalyn. Somebody says they actually fall under the Spanish government, not Mexico. So Spanish being Spain. Don't get it wrong, Sandy. I know this people from Spain give me the side eye this morning. They're like, girl, don't be giving us away to Mexico. Ervalyn, Vernita, Olivia, Jasara, HMCI, okay, um, that's hazard management. Let's see what they got going on. Are we watching a system out there? Wahawaguan. What is going on? Uh, yes, funny enough, the uh, volcanic eruption. Mm-hmm. Um, sad situation. But yes, we. Uh, um, somebody sent it to me this morning to say that they were um, watching it. So I don't think this impacts any of us, but um, they're watching this because it could trigger volcanic eruption. Uh, volcanic eruption. A volcanic eruption could trigger um, could trigger a tsunami. But they have said that basically the tsunami would not be impacting us. But still, other people have to be concerned about this. Good morning, Carol. Emma, thank you so much. Um, Emma says she needs some prison time. Oh, girlfriend. Ah, here's the thing, folks. Morning, Morna. I don't even want to say too much about her because, as you guys know, she has an ongoing matter in court. And all she's going to do is, if we have anything to say, she's going to run to the court and say that she can't get a fair trial. And so um, her ongoing matter will be postponed. So zip it. Um, you can go to her page where she uh, posts the most ridiculous things. So this morning she says she's vacationing and she's worked so hard that she deserves it. Um, she believes that she deserves everything on the dime of the Cayman Islands people. You guys don't remember her 2019 interview when she said it's not her responsibility to take care of her children with whatever money she earns. It is the government's responsibility because they are Caymanian children. So that's the mentality that uh, we're dealing with folks. This is what we're importing into Cayman. Not only do we import poverty, but we import people who want to live this ghetto fabulous lifestyle and then expect us, the taxpayers, to pay for it because they're not gonna work. And uh, when they do work, they're gonna be using that money to go out partying every weekend and buying fake uh, Louis Vuitton outfits and whatever else trying to live this fabulous style with all the fake hair and everything of the sort. And then when it comes to their real bills, you know, they're constantly being evicted. They, they don't pay their rent. 
Um, they don't pay anything else because they expect us to pay those things. They can afford and find money for um, boat cruises and the like, but everything else, like the real bills, the CUC bills, the rent and whatever, the Kimon's government through um, NAU must pay for that. That's that's what we're importing into the Cayman Islands. And there are lots of people out there like that, folks. Y'all need a wake-up call. Louis, good morning. He says, good morning to the CMR Massive. Today's not my birthday, but I feel good and thankful to Almighty God for his mercy and grace. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. We've been getting lots of messages this morning um, about a prominent person in the community who has passed away. I've known about it from early this morning, but I've not uh, shared that information publicly as yet because we're trying to give the family a little bit of time. So we have um, someone here who says they were born in Las Palmas, Las Palmas, Palmas? Yes, uh, which is part of the islands. Oh, Las P Palmas, Las Palmas, Canary Island. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, if that mountainside slides into the ocean, a tsunami would hit the entire eastern seaboard, amongst others, with a 100-foot high wave. Whoa. I don't know much about, I must tell you, uh, let me just get a visual of where this is on a map. Um, mm -hmm. So it's all over the news this morning. So volcano erupts in uh, La Palma in Spain's Canary Islands, lava from erupting volcano destroys homes. Whoa. Ay, 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 caramba. Oh my God. Look at this, folks. Have a look at this. Whoa. Oh my. Look at this. Oh my God. Look at that. Oh, wow. Hopefully those people got out. Oh my God. Can you guys believe it? Whoa. Wow. Look at that. That is amazing. Uh, Whoa, can you believe it? Look at that. Look at how it's just melting the cement. It's just crushing that concrete home. That's a road, oh my God. Where's the rest of the road? Wow. Not every day you see this kind of, uh, not every day you see this kind of volcanic, volcanic eruption, to be honest. So that's amazing. Um, it's amazing because mother nature is just amazing, but at the same time, it's actually kind of like super scary. Um, so it is called the Cumbre Vieja Volcano. And it started um, Sunday, erupting on Sunday. And it's just basically devastating everything in its path. About 100 homes already destroyed so far. 
Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez actually flew to um, La Palma on Sunday to oversee rescue efforts. So um, fire rescue or monitoring the um, burning lava, because of course that will trigger, uh, set off um, multiple fires and stuff as well. So both the military and civilian guard, oh, they have a civilian guard, have been deployed to assist. And this is what Rodriguez uh, told Spanish. Um, who's Rodriguez? Hold on, where did I miss her? Um, I don't know who Rodriguez is. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, whoever, did this article just introduce Rodriguez? I don't think it did. Okay, well, somebody named Rodriguez. Um, basically said that the lava left absolutely nothing in its path and uh, that residents would not be returning to their homes anytime soon. No casualties so far, which is amazing. Mandatory evacuation order for four villages, including El Paso. Oh, they have an El Paso. Uh, Los Yarnos, I think that's how that's pronounced, de Aridane, I think. And they have temporary shelters set up, so we will keep the people of uh, Spain and Las Palmas in our prayers, because that is legit crazy. Whoa. Crazy. All right. Um... Unfortunately, the world is uh, is topsy turvy. Um, so, good morning to Priscilla. Priscilla says uh, COVID nineteen is real. It's in my household. Oh, oh my gosh, Priscilla! I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I'm not, but I thank you for sharing it because I feel like so many people still. I don't even want to say if they have someone who's COVID positive. Um, why is some scammer calling me this morning? Let me block this person. Are these people crazy? Oh, my God. Why are you calling me? You know, you get these random numbers. What area code is three, four, five? Why are you calling me? This is what I'm going to say. I don't know you. Don't call me. You get this, like, super random people. Um, oh, oh, I, I want to message you. And I'm like, why? Why are you trying to message me? Let me just block and report this number. Thank God you can report them. Block and report. Yes, they're harassing people this morning. Cha. Um, First, they're, they're always like, some of them want, they're asking for jobs. And I'm like, this is not a job agency. This is a newspaper. And, uh, you know, if we could find jobs for people so easily, we'd be looking out for jobs for Caymanians. And then this one is like, oh, I want, I want to do some online work or something. And I'm like, what does that have to do with me? I'm like, I can't help you with that. And then they're like, oh, well, can I have a picture? Why? So we can get to know each other better. Uh, we don't need to get to know each other better. I don't know you. I don't care to know you. What? Scammers. They are a dime a dozen these days, I must tell you. 
And they obviously thought I was born this size, honey child. Little do they know mama didn't raise no fool. Here's the conversation. Hello, and I say hello. How are you doing? Great, how can we help? I'm here to ask for something, question mark. I just wanna make money online. You know what I should have said to him? Go, or her, I don't know who this is. Um, go set up an OnlyFans page. That's how you make money online. I don't know. That's what I'm told. <laughs> uh, and then we say, we don't know anything about that. Okay. Can I have some pictures of you, please? Like, aren't these people just weird? Yes, I'm going to be sending random pictures to people. So I say, why? <laughs> Sometimes you do kind of want to test them a little bit. So I can know you more better, please. So I sent this little picture of the little cat. <laughs> we posted this cat this weekend. Did you guys see this? about people who get up in their feelings when they're out there playing the fool and came out and breaking laws and whatever, allegedly. And then um, they're upset that CMR covers it. So I sent them that photo. I stole a hundred dollars, little kitty cat. And then they're like, why this? And then they start calling. Seriously, get a life, scammers. And don't be falling for these scammers because I know they'd be messaging all. I got one on Facebook um, over the weekend, which it's weird because it's actually coming from a Facebook friend's account. Now, normally what they would do is they would clone an account, right? And you, you have to look and see. You can tell that it's been cloned. But they would clone an account so it looks like it's your friend's account, but it actually isn't. But in this instance... Quite oddly enough, it was her account because I could see like a previous chat history. Um, but yeah, I was just like, these people are just weird. They sure do have a lot of time on their hands. And I think... Who are they fooling? Like, are there still people out there who are falling for this stuff? John, Miss Sue, Orin, anybody falling for their shenanigans? Because they keep trying so hard that it does make me wonder um, if they are for falling for it. Shall not me. So we were just talking about the Miss Kiman pageant. Big shout out to Lani. She sent me some photos of me working the event. I appreciate it. Um, it was a good time. Now, like I said, everybody has an opinion about uh, pageants and you all know how it go. No, everybody's like, well, my girl didn't win, so I'm not happy. Eh, I'm not really all that um, invested in it in terms of the winner. I think that there are some young ladies who did particularly well and um, the question segment kind of separated um, the competition significantly. And quite ironically, there were people
Oh, my, my apologies. I'm sitting here talking to myself, literally. Um, oops. Somebody's like, I can't hear you. Ooh. Well, let's, let's back all that up now. Put it in reverse. My apologies. I accidentally removed myself from the studio. I didn't even realize it. So yes, I was saying that uh, yeah, the pageant was nice. Um, the young lady who won, I was just showing you her picture. I think I accidentally removed myself instead of stopping. This is what I meant to do. I meant to do this. There we go. Somebody sent me this picture of me working hard at the pageant, bringing you guys the entire live stream. Um, so there we go. So yes, Miss Gigi won. Um, you know, there's always controversy at pageants, no matter what you do. And I do feel like at the end of the day, um, no one's ever going to be happy because everybody has their, their pick. But I think Georgina Kerford uh, did a good job overall. Like if you had to, I mean, obviously there's a lot behind the scenes that we don't see. So she was picked as the most photogenic uh, by the photographers, which is kind of interesting because I think that that certainly speaks to um, probably how she will do overseas. I was saying, uh, which you would have missed all of that, that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has a different concept of beauty. And so I love um, that Caribbean people are very pleased with curves. You know, I know you like a little extra junk in the trunk and a little bit of something in the booty. Um, but that's not the sort of worldwide standards for beauty. And um, I don't think that it necessarily has to be. I think people can appreciate all different people of shapes, sizes, everything, right? And we've seen over the years, like people with natural hair um, are now trending, like Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Americans, Africans, people with natural hair, not processing their hair, have done really, really well in these pageants around the world. And I think it's fantastic. Like, I don't know that you should have to change uh, those types of things about yourself, but I think you also have to be realistic about what um, the pageant world is all about. There are girls around the world who will take out a rib, literally, to participate in a pageant. And that is pageant life. Like, they take it seriously. It's, it's live or die for them to be able to win a title. And uh, I don't think Caymanians are that fiercely competitive. However, um, you know, at the end of the day... The, um, the standards here that we enjoy and we like is not necessarily going to place um, anyone on the international stage. So I think when I look at the when I look at the girls, at the young ladies, Georgia, Georgina would do well on the international stage. And I don't mean this to be insulting to anyone, but let's be very frank here. We also live in a world where nobody wants to tell you this sort of stuff. Um, you know, everybody's like, everybody's a winner. No, everybody isn't a winner. And a little dose of the cool hard truth is, you know, 
sometimes the things that they look for in beauty competitions, a lot of us just don't have. Like me, if I jumped up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a beauty competition, y'all need to slap me two, two ways upside my head and be like, Sandy, you're too fat, lose 100 pounds, too old, you know, like come straight. Um, I actually don't have any, this sounds a little bit crazy, but I don't actually have any cellulite. I don't know how fat people like myself don't have cellulite, but I think cellulite is sometimes genetics. I've seen skinny people with cellulite and I'm like, what? Um, or the dimples or whatever. I must say that in terms of skin, my skin's actually pretty good. Yes, child. Even the little bunky that got a little extra in the trunk. It's not so bad. You know, I don't, I don't go around showing it off, but you know. Um, so when I see those sorts of things in our pageant girls, I applaud them on the one hand for, I guess, having the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know what I'm looking for The I don't even know. Because to me, if I'm being completely honest, um, I would say it's probably a little bit delusional, but you know, good for you. I think. I don't know. I I'm just of two minds on this. I'm like, uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're just not telling people the truth about a lot of different things. I don't ever want to be one of those mothers who doesn't tell my daughter the truth. You know, like everybody's like, Tell your daughter she's beautiful, but what if she really wasn't? I mean, she is, but what if she really wasn't? Would I be like, is there, are there any parents out there who look at their kids and go, you're not really cute, but let's work on it. We can fix that. Are parents that honest with their own children? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a reflection on you, I guess, in a way, maybe, if your child isn't cute, although you could always blame it on the other partner. <laughs> you can be like, that comes from his side of the family, not me. Uh, you know, parents do that sort of thing all the time. They got that treat from you. My husband always says that my daughter got her belly from me. Well, she's only now starting to eat. So I'm like, mm, it's kind of kicking in now. So whenever she gets up in the morning, she's like, I'm starving. He's like, yep, she's for you. That's your belly. Loves food. Uh, so, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Richard morning joining us from Texas. Jonathan from St. Martin, he says, looks nice this morning. Well, thank you. Buenos dias to uh, Elizabeth. I saw Alba earlier as well. Buenos dias. Uh, Emma's here. Good morning, Bishop. Uh, Marva says, in the skies again, we'll be watching you from... Oh, you're traveling, my tweet. I'm Tommy from the Bahamas. Cecil, good morning. Thank you, thank you. Imported poverty. Child, if we only knew what we were importing. Mm-mm-mm. And Priscilla says, wow, and here I can't get a cynical health card. Um, there's a reason for that, I'm afraid. And it is because there are some people who are taking advantage of the system. And that means there's less money for the rest of you. Good morning, Oscar. So good to see you again this morning. Oscar, I'm going to message you. Actually, WhatsApp me, please, about that idea because I like it. And I think that we uh, need to work out the logistics of how to make it happen. Good morning, uh, Ms. Darlene says our government has spoiled everyone. That is besides some of us that desire the support, not even desire the support, that deserve the support. You've actually worked hard your entire life. 
you've contributed to this society and Johnny come lately who only takes and takes and takes um, is a burden on the system, never making a contribution and they're the ones who get. Good morning, Emma. Remy is here, the lovely Remy. Good morning. Felicia, thank you. Damares, we're, oh, watching from Virginia. Look at that. Nice. Charm. If the Palma falls, it will trigger tsunami that wipes out the Western Caribbean. So we should be watching it. Well, we're watching it. Um, I don't know. They said the last one was 50 years ago. Did Was there a tsunami with it 50 years ago? Um, I haven't seen the Canary Islands in person yet, but I imagine they are gorgeous. Uh, John says signs of a second coming. Well, John, if that's the case, we've had volcanoes from before we were even here. These are just natural things that happen. You know, Tampa. Hey, AJ, what's up? Tampa, as you guys know, is my old stomping ground. I grew up in the TPA, Miss Emma. Um, Hunter says, I'm convinced that these are the last days too. <laughs> too much destruction. You know what, Andrea? Stick a pin in that. Imagine when people didn't have an explanation for what was going on. Like now we know why volcanoes do what they do. We know why hurricanes happen. We know why the moon is turning blue and green and there's a full moon. And, you know, we have scientific explanations for a lot of this stuff. Imagine living in a time hundreds of years ago where people thought that world was flat and that you would sail off and just literally fall off the earth. They didn't understand about the earth and the stars and all this kind of stuff. Could you imagine how scary life would have been back then? Like you saw a volcano and you actually thought that those were the end times that God was coming. Aren't we so incredibly fortunate that we have knowledge and information that can allow us to like understand things a little bit better? Good morning, Jasara. She said she loved the pageant. You know what? The gowns were really good. Um, I like the young lady, number one. I loved her gown. I really loved her gown. I thought she was going to get best in gown. But then someone said to me, it's not just the gown itself. It's, it's best in gown. So it's not just best gown, which I hadn't really thought about that word, best in gown. But it makes a big difference because what they're looking for apparently is, um, oh, Darlene, we're going to talk about that. Lord, have mercy. Jehovah, bless his little heart. Um, <laughs> someone just sent me a video, a screenshot of someone he, who's watching. And they're like, how is this person watching if you block them? Well, he can watch, he just can't participate, which is in some respects, probably the worst thing for some people, being, being able to watch and not participate. Oh my God. Anyway, um, so best in gown apparently is all about how you wear the gown. So the gown isn't wearing you, you're wearing the gown and how you move in it and that sort of thing. I thought, hmm, that's very interesting. Um, I hope I'm never a pageant mom. Like, I hope my daughter never comes to me and says, mom, I want to be in a pageant. Cause I'm going to be like, uh, do you really, but you know what? She really enjoys, um, a lot of fashion. Like she, she already has a little bit of a flair about her personality. 
And who knows? You know, you, you never, I guess, um, stop your children from dreaming big. So if they want to uh, believe that they can do it, then, you know, you want to support them. So someone says, good morning, Sandy. I like her, Gigi, but the showstopper was with Mariah, what Mariah did. Oh my God. My hat's off to Mariah. Absolutely. Like she um, demonstrated, let me see if I can, I can actually get this. She demonstrated, I'm trying to remember which phone I had that on. She demonstrated why she had that title. And, you know, she, she got the title because she was first runner-up and because of COVID, they handed it over for the following year to the first runner-up. But really and truly, um, it was well-deserved. This young lady is just, and I don't know a whole lot about her, so I say this based on limited experience, but what she did on the pageant night, did you guys miss this? I'm trying to see if I can find the video to show you was just absolutely amazing. Let me get the video. I want to show you guys this. I think it's on my other phone. So let me see here. Give me one second. I'm going to go grab it. I noticed that my video clips this morning were a little bit off. Like I was actually missing some of my video clips, which is a bit Unusual. You know what I think has happened? Hold on a second. Aha. Uh -huh. Hmm. Now I see what's going on. All right. Give me one second. folks um big shout out to the person who just sent me that screenshot you know what i think facebook should do when you block someone and i don't know why facebook is so weird um normally when you block someone on instagram they don't even see your page at all why is it that with facebook who also owns ig that they just don't do it that way it's kind of bizarre but anyway um let me see if I can find this footage here because this is pretty cool. All right, give me a second to find it while I'm still. Um, let's see if this is it here. We're doing a lot of videos on um, of the young ladies. And I mean, I they were serenaded by Rico. Big shout out to Rico. Um, I really enjoyed their performance. I think, um, you know, I think they did a good job. It was a little bit long, but people reminded us that um, 
of course, it was nine girls, nine young ladies. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes into showcasing them. But I, I think that, you know, a lot of people thought um, MCs talked a bit, but sometimes they, they're trying to buy the girls a little bit of time um, to be able to get like change and do hair and redo, touch up makeup and all that sort of stuff. Like I've actually been to a Miss Universe pageant when I was in the Bahamas. Is it Bahamas? Uh, my cousin and I went and it was very, very interesting to see. And to be quite frank, you know, we're talking about standards of beauty. We saw some of the girls at the hotel that they were staying at. I forget what the name of the hotel is there in the Bahamas. But anyway, we saw some of the girls there and my cousin and I were like, they're not really all that pretty without makeup, especially. Um, yeah, a lot of them were kind of like mediocre. Uh, some were downright um, in need of a lot of makeup. And, you know, they do they do a lot of body makeup. So some of them suffer from like really bad acne on their backs and stuff like that. And to get ready to be able to put on a dress, they have to like spray on a whole layer of makeup on their skin. So um, Miss Sue says, I remember it well. When my daughter won Miss Came Out in 1998, we saw what went on in a Miss Universe crazy, what some girls will do. Uh, yes, thank you, Teresa. Confidence, boldness. Yes, Cece. Um, and we can all be confident and bold, but I think we also have to be realistic, you know? And it's not about body shaming anyone because, you know, I have been, I have been extremely skinny in my life. Let me remember the days. Oh, yes. And then, you know, you put on a few pounds and you're like, oh, God, what has happened? But I've never been like the person who's like unrealistic about how I look. Like when I look in the mirror, I feel like I'm seeing a realistic picture. I don't know that everybody sees that. Like some people have that kind of confidence that you can only dream about because not really all that in incredibly realistic. Cece's having a good laugh. <laughs> so Mona says she's the best choice. Intelligent, photogenic, beauty, the characters of a pageant. Um, Cece says, I'm always telling my kids they're ugly like their father, but make anyone else speak to my kids. I done them for free. <laughs> Nasia, good morning. Uh, good morning to Megan. Good morning. Um, virtual hug. Oh, thank you, darling. You're so funny, Cece. Like, I don't think you have to tell your kids are unattractive. Um, Tracy, did you miss that update? We gave you that update a long time ago, girl. You keep asking about this prison guard. Are you friends with him? Tell the truth now. Is he your friend or friend of me or something? Because you keep asking about him. We have done that update already. So he has been, um, charged with additional offenses. Yes. And other people have been arrested as well. So more to come. This was, remember there's two prison guards. This is the first one, Rambaran or whatever his name was. Um, ironically, I was noticing this morning that some people had commented on that post saying, why does it say Jamaican prison officer? He's not in Jamaica. I'm like, y'all are really, <laughs> really? It says Jamaican prison officer because he's a Jamaican. That's like saying Jamaican athletic star, Osain Bolt, you use the nationality as a description, not of where they're physically at. Jamaican Usain Bolt is competing in whatever. 
I'm like, what? So they were trying to say that if he wasn't in Jamaica, we shouldn't use that description, but he's a Jamaican. And if it was anything positive, they would want to say, well, he's a Jamaican. Make sure we clean that. So yeah, you clean the positive and the bad. Uh, Cece says we need a plus size pageant. Show people how it's done. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Whatever happened to the... Um, Whatever happened to the granny pageant? Remember there used to be a granny pageant? I haven't heard about that in years. And the men, um, Mr. Kenneth Bryan has won some kind of male Mr. K-Man or something years ago when they used to have that. Why not have something for the men again? Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't take life too seriously when it comes to pageants, y'all. Just relax. Some of y'all up and your feelings bad though. Yeah. Um, Tracy, we did cover it. You must have missed the show that day. And we I think we did a story as well. Um they're not sweeping this one under the rug, it doesn't look like. Making the prison look bad. Um, Catherine says, not sure how these point systems is, but in the Cinderella pageant. If you win a major crown like best in gown, then you know you have not won the title. You have not. Oh, the overall winner is the best at everything and should not get a secondary secondary crown. I don't know though, but because I feel like um, normally it's not a crown that you're getting, but you get secondary acknowledgement like best legs, most photogenic, whatever. And Gigi did. Um, I think she got. Most photogenic. She tied for best in gown. And there was a lot of ties. There was like three different categories of ties. There's a tie for best in gown, tie for best legs, and what was the other tie? I can't even remember. But it was a super long pageant. But I must say you guys really stuck with it. Your comments had me cracking up. Like I was at the venue trying to keep a straight face because your comments were like, some of you are like, this guy's jokes are not funny. Why are we still listening? I was just like, oh my God. But here was the highlight of the evening for me and I think for most of you as well.
really do. It's so touching for her to get that appreciation. Thank you so much, Mariah. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so as you guys know, Mariah has, yeah, it was very, very touching. Mariah has a sister um, that had brain cancer apparently. Um, and so she wanted to donate her hair to cancer um, survivors or people who are fighting cancer because obviously a lot of people do lose their hair. And, you know, I thought her hair was so beautiful and I thought for sure um, there is something that women feel a connection to when it comes to hair. That's why y'all go out of your way to buy hair by the pound. Pound is in money and by weight because you want to have this beautiful, luscious hair, even if it's not yours, it came from some child in Brazil or India or whatever, or it was weaved together in somebody's sewing machine. Um, you know, a woman's hair can often be a source of pride. And um, for someone to say, you know, I'm going to give that up to support the cause is a really big thing. So um, I thought that was that was very noble of her. It was extremely touching and uh, hats off to you. You you left the stage with a bang, girl. Um, Jennifer says there are no secondary crowns and point system pageants. Judges panel systems like Cinderella award four titles plus the overall winner crown that overall cannot win a crown. And Ms. K-Mound, the other awards highlight the top scores for each division, and some awards do not affect the overall tally. Um, our little Miss K-Mound, K-Mound International Girl and Cinderella have grown girls and fed into the major pageant systems, but are very different. So very, very interesting. Um, the other thing of note is there was one for um, Viewer's Choice, I think is what it was called. So basically, that's just like a popularity contest that the Compass uh, put on. And um, they came up and announced who that was. Who was that, by the way? I can't even remember. It was a long night. But congratulations to all of the young ladies. Um, you know, I'm sure even if you didn't place and you didn't win, um, as they say, to make us all feel better, it's not about winning. It's about the experience. Most people tell you it's actually all about winning. But no, the, in the experience, you can certainly learn a lot. So Cece wants to know about putting on a full-figured pageant. I hear you, girl. Um, I don't know. Speak to the speak to the people in the pageant world. Called uh, call Miss came out, yeah. And you know, some of them, even the, the opening, I saw like a little bit of wobbly with the shoes on, and I was thinking to myself, that would be me up there, because I'm not about to wear no four or five inch heels anymore. Oh God, no. And uh, it's hard to perform and to walk in these shoes, and you know, it takes a lot of practice leading up to the competition. They do etiquette training. Um, they do, uh, how to walk, they do speech training. I know they do stuff at Toastmasters. They really do work very, very hard to lead up to the pageant and they practice a lot. And even though some people may be coming in, you think with a little bit of an advantage, um, you know, nerves can get the better of you and that advantage can disappear. So quite interestingly enough, um, Gigi was actually sponsored by, and this became a little bit controversial even before pageant night, she was sponsored by two of the Georgetown um, PPM progressive members. And a lot of people are like, oh, we've never seen a politician sponsor um, a candidate before. Well, I don't think there's anything against it. There's no rule that says it can't happen. So, you know, um, it is what it is. 
there's always a first for everything in life. So again, congratulations to Gigi. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, we'll probably have her on the show. Uh, maybe speaking with us and you guys can uh, say hello to her. Um, big shout out to Mr. Alvin McLaughlin from East End. Yesterday was his birthday. So we posted him up on our page, sending him some birthday love. Uh, hope that he got to enjoy his day. Like I said this morning, unfortunately, there are um, a number of people in the Cayman Islands who've lost a loved one and it's starting to make the round. So I see a lot of your messages. I got a phone call um, very, very early this morning about the loss of this person. I don't really want to say who it is yet because um, I imagine that some family members are still discovering or finding out that information. So by later on today, it'll be obvious um, who the person is because we will post it up. She was a friend to the show. She was often on the program and um, she was in my news list on WhatsApp and she was such a wealth of uh, information all the time. And, um, you know, a family person, um, her husband and her children, I extend um, my sincere condolences to everyone in the family because they, they will obviously know who they are. Um, so tough times ahead. Um, Cece says they support who they want to support. Nona says, what's the height requirement for Ms. Cayman? This is it. Somebody was actually asking me this yesterday, and I don't think there are any requirements at all to enter Ms. Cayman other than like you have to be a Caymanian. And that's probably it. I guess you have to be a lady, <laughs> you know? Um, nothing in terms of like height, weight, um, what do we call it? Dimensions, measurements, nothing like that. I do suspect um, that there are a lot of places in the world where there, there are requirements. Like you couldn't enter a pageant if you didn't meet this. I don't know what they consider the ideal. What is it? 28, 32, 28 or something. I don't know what it is, but whatever that ideal is, um, I suspect that there are probably a lot of places in the world that if you did not meet those criteria, um, you would not be eligible to participate in the pageant. Here in Cayman, we're very, we're very free. Like big bonky girls, come on in, you know? Big busted girls, no problem. Super skinny girls, bring it on. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Jared said Mr. Alvin has the best turtle stew. You know what he makes really good is this soup, his kunk soup. But mm -mm 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 -mm. he, he is a known, remember we had him on the program some months back when somebody stole his pots? Oh, I could not believe that. I thought that was so horrible. I'm like, who steals a man's pots? Like he had them clean, had them outside you know, drying off, whatever. And uh, somebody went and stole a bunch of his pots and stuff. I was like, y'all have gone crazy. What are you going to do with pots? You're going to be trying to outcook his, his turtle? Outdo him in the kitchen? I don't know. Uh, Miss Morna says it's been years they haven't had a grandmother's pageant. Well, bring it on. Maybe by the time I'm a grandmother in another 20 years plus, might be ready. Um, they all get a first class ticket to anywhere Cayman flies to compensate for the delay of the pageant. Um, as announced by Minister Brian, so all are winners there. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yes, Miss Iva, she will be missed a lot. Um, oh yes, Jasari, you also yes, because it is the MISS pageant. 
So you can't be married, obviously, and no kids. That's correct. Um, Louis is looking for some cassava cake. Um, Cece, yes, it's a very sad situation. Mm. Um, very sad. I know. I got a phone call this morning. The first message I got about it, and then I got somebody else calling to say um, what had happened, and oh, it's just tough. Um, but you know, life, we all got to go that direction at some point in time, unfortunately. Okay, so that happened this weekend. Um, the accident in the Brack. Um, Miss Emma, we will not be talking about her because believe me, you, as much as I want to, I know she's looking for any excuse in the world to delay her current situation. So let's not give her an excuse. Allow that legal situation to take its course because trust me, we want it to happen. We're all looking forward to it. So let's say no more on that. Leave her alone. Time is drawing nigh. That's all I can tell you. Cayman Brackers, what on earth was this situation over the weekend? This guy, his name is Nestor Aguida or something, Honduran fella, decided to drive after having one too many drinks, allegedly. And his friends said to him, don't drive. You know, when you already had one too many, you're probably not really going to pay attention to your friends. So I hope this isn't a family car, because if this only car they got, poor them. Even as small as the Brack is, like, you know, you drive in the Brack and you don't see anybody for miles at a time. You still need a car. Like, it's hard to get around anywhere, especially in the Brack, because you don't see people that often. So Darren Nestor decided to jump in this vehicle and drive and look what happened. He almost took out a house, hit the roof of the house. Now, what kind of speed would this guy have been doing to hit the roof, knock out the window almost and land where he did? This is like, whoa, look at that. Flew in the air, airborne. Landed, this is what happened to the car. All mashed up. I understand a little lady used to live in that house. I don't know who's in it now. Mashed up the people in them house. I hope he can repair their house for them. But boy, that little wooden house did okay when you consider. That's some strong little wood still. That's a zinc, was it a zinc roof? Let me look again. Yeah, honey child. That zinc roof held up. So Nestor is in a world of trouble right now as the police are carrying out their investigations. Uh, poor decision to drive whilst um, allegedly having one too many. They were having a party at Spot Dock, my sources say. You know, we got brackers. We see Mars on the brat too. We got sources telling us what's going on. So, um... He's lucky to have walked away with little to no serious injuries.
Um, so there you have it. Nestor, I hope you've learned a lesson. <laughs> I sincerely hope that you will not be engaging in that kind of behavior again anytime soon. Big shout out to YouTube fans. We got 36 people watching on YouTube and 272. It just went up by two on Facebook. Thank you guys so much. That's a total of 308. Uh, Fast and Furious in the Brack says Marshall. Mark is like, yes, Fast and Furious 10.5 Brack version. Car is so shocked. She doesn't even know what to say. She's just like, oh, Lord have mercy. Fast and stupid is more like it. But yes, Fast and Furious. Um, oh, thank you so much, Miss Iva, for reminding us that our girls under 20 done a fantastic job. They've actually moved now onto the qualifying stage. So they won two matches last week in Curacao. Remind me of the first one. Who did they win against again? I'm trying to look it up really quickly. Um, they won against, let me see, Curacao. Okay. So they won against, uh, this is the first round of the CONCACAF under 20 World Cup qualifiers. And um, their first match, so they played on Friday, on Monday and Friday. Um, who do they win against? Uh, oh gosh, I need to, I need to have a look. I can't remember. Bahamas. Yes. So they won against the Bahamas and who else? Who else did they play? But anyway, they've done well. Uh, congratulations to these young ladies. Um, very, very proud of them. Anguilla and the Bahamas. Thank you, Miss Iva. So, yes, indeed. Um, super, super job. Fantastic. Uh, Roger says you can't say that he wasn't high. Oh, he was flying high. Yep. So, our young lady is doing fantastic things um, in the world of sports. Love it. And they always look so good in their uniforms. You never hear anything about them misbehaving. They're just good kids. So I'm so pleased um, to hear that they did so incredibly well. So yes, they, they did it again on the 17th. They beat Anguilla 3-0. Take that, Anguilla. That's our K-Man girls for you. Um, let me show you guys a picture of these young ladies. I think we shared this last week, but nonetheless... No such thing as too much good news, right? There they are. Looking very nice in their uniforms. Red and white, representing. So if you're a parent of any of these young ladies, you should be super, super proud. They look fantastic. They worked hard. And I'll show you another picture with them with their Cayman flag, making us proud. And there we are. Beautiful, representing the 345 in the house. 
Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, yes, Miss Iva travels with them. Good morning, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan. He was at the pageant with his daughters, no less. I wonder if his daughters were sitting there thinking, as all young girls maybe think at some time, maybe I can do this one day. I want to be in a pageant. They seem to have enjoyed it. Uh, Miss Kathy Ann Wilkes, big shout out to Kathy. Uh, she was there as well with her, um, was she with her daughter? I think so, yes. Uh, the premier was there. The governor and his lovely wife were also in attendance. Um, I think everybody more or less enjoyed themselves. They had this burger there. I got to tell you a little bit about the food because you guys know I am a foodie after all. They had this bean burger. At first, I didn't hear that it was a bean burger. But when I took a bite, I'm like, this burger is different. So the meat patty was like beans, basically. Uh, they took beans and made a patty out of it. Um, it was all right. I suppose there's certain things, if you put enough condiments and stuff on it, you feel like, oh, it's not so bad. But boy, there's nothing like the real deal, right? Um, Darlene says, in my opinion, the Cayman women always perform so much better than our men. Good morning, Karen. Well, they did well, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is, but they do seem to, I think it's a fair comment, Miss Darlene. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, Cara says, Aya eating my nice fresh turkey sandwich and drinking my delicious caramel iced latte from Foster. Child, stop it. Really? I'm hungry. Oh, caramel latte, iced latte from Foster's came out of me. And then when I seen that car flew up to the the um the darn digit roof of a house, man, he must have been well high. Lord have mercy. But if friends have to tackle a drunken friend to stop them from driving, they should instead of allowing them to leave. Um, sometimes it's hard, Cara. Like, I don't know what kind of drunk he is. Obviously, not a smart one. But you know, some people get really stupid when they're drunk, so you can't even tackle them because then it's gonna end, it's not gonna end good. So you do your best, like take the keys, hide the keys, call the police. Like I would have been the friend calling the police. Like, um, Mr. Officer on the brack, I know you're only one brack officer, but get over here right now by spot stock because this guy is gonna drive. So I would have called before he got very far. And I understand that where he crashed, ironically enough, he wasn't that far from home. He almost made it. Almost. But this is probably one of those situations where they say almost just isn't good enough. <laughs> what a hot mess. But you know, every, every Friday I normally say, folks, don't drink and drive. It's just so stupid. But y'all, some of y'all just don't listen. You go on about your business and you're like, eh, I'll take my chances. Thank God nobody was injured. Seriously. Uh, we would not be having a laugh about this if somebody had lost their life. And that's the thing. You never know. So don't take, don't take the chances. Um, yes, I would have called the police for sure. Uh, Valda says, let the air out of the tires. Hmm, there's a good tactic to stop a drunk. And uh, Jean says that he wasn't that far from the dock either. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. And yes, most accents do happen close to home. Miss Perla, good morning. Um, express flights are getting comput computation cars starting to fly from the back to Cayman. 
Speaking of Kim and Brack, uh, please do not forget that um, if you're going to the BRAC now and you don't have a COVID shot, you need to take a um, PCR test prior to travel within the last 48 hours. So um, mm -mm -mm. somebody just messaged to say Lovell is on the bypass again this morning. Jesus, that woman. All right, so there's a video that was has gone viral. And um, I suppose in all fairness, we need to watch it and we need to talk about it. So yesterday, I felt like I got this a couple days ago. But you know, some days are so busy, like I get something and then it doesn't quite register and I don't watch it. So yesterday, though, I got it like 50 gazillion times. As my daughter says, a thousand million times. <laughs> I keep telling her a million is more than a thousand. And she's like, okay, so it's like a thousand million. Kids are so funny. Um, so this has gone viral. And as much as I don't really want to talk about it, you know, we talk about things that are trending in the community, whether I want to talk about it or not. I'm here for you guys, not for my own entertainment. Right. I'm here for your entertainment. So. There's this young man who put out this video and boy, has he gone viral. And then let's talk about it. I know a little bit about it. And then I probably don't know as much as I should, but let's see what this young man has to say. Cause he, oh, he's very much up in his feelings about, there's actually two parts of the video. He did a TikTok video, but let's just watch the first part and you'll get an idea of how he feels about the situation. Hello, Kima. This message goes out to my very own uncle, the not-so-honorable Christopher Selvin Saunders and Wayne Panton and the rest of their unproductive, failing, and corrupt administration. The people are tired. We're tired of your lies. We're tired of your mandates. And we don't want your fucking vaccine. Those with no jobs don't want one job. Those with one job don't want two jobs. And the ones with two jobs certainly fucking don't want three jobs. The people voted for prosperity. The people voted for jobs. The people voted for a better life for their children. They did not vote for a fucking vaccine. People are losing their jobs because of you. People are unable to get employed because of you. People are suffering from vaccine injuries because of you. And people are dying because of you. We know who you are. And we know what you're doing. We know you're corrupt. And there's no hiding anymore. For those who work in the government administration building, you make sure you look these motherfuckers in their eyes. You tell them that you know what they're doing. And make sure that they hang their heads low. Christopher Saunders, I am calling for your impeachment. Mr. Wayne Panton, I am calling for your impeachment with immediate effect. And I want you guys to be charged for crimes against humanity with no apology. You don't respect human rights. You don't respect our right to choose. The vaccine was not made on Cayman Shores, and by the hell, it shouldn't be on Cayman Shores. 
my people, the Cayman Islands is not a poor country. There's development going on all over the island as we speak. But do you know who doesn't have anything in the Cayman Islands? Us, the Caymanians. And it's because of corrupt motherfuckers like these. My Bayers, my Towners, my Eastenders, stand up. Stand up for your rights and get these motherfuckers out. A message to my people. I love you and I care about you. And I'm here to help. You can contact me at the number below as you so may choose. Peace out. My apologies. I should have warned you guys about the profanity. I really should have. Because, wow. Let's talk about it. First question is, who is he? Um, in the first couple seconds of the video, he claims to be the nephew of the honorable, or as he says, not so honorable Chris Saunders. Apparently, he is Chris's nephew-in-law. I can imagine, listen, if this was my nephew, I would be so insulted. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're not even really my nephew. You're my nephew-in-law, but I'm sure Chris treats his nephew-in-law as like his, you know, family. And you did what? You gonna make a misguided, misinformed video, cuss not your poor uncle? Ooh, somebody needs to wash his mouth out with some soap and deal with him pronto. Ay, ay, ay. The profanity laced. So apparently his father is Philip Ebanks, the lawyer from West Bay. So he's got West Bay connections, I guess. Um, his mama is Miss Rose, sweet Miss Rose from Cayman Airways. Oh God, she must be so embarrassed. I don't know what happens. Sometimes people just do things and you sit back and you go, they obviously don't think about themselves, but they also don't think about the people around them because I'm sure his mother wants to crawl in a, ho in a hole after all of Cayman has seen this. And when I tell you it's gone viral, the people are still sending it to me this morning. That's how viral it's gone. I'm like, child. I got it about a hundred times yesterday and there is a part two, but we won't even get into it. So whoever this young man is, I don't know him. Um, some people have questioned his mental um, health, you know, saying that he is known to have issues. Somebody else said he had recently gotten fired from a government job. There's certainly a sense of entitlement. Mona says, should we vote for him? Um, there's certainly a sense of entitlement based on what he says. Yes, we, we do know that there is a struggle out there for Caymanians to be on equal footing with others in their own country, but calling the government corrupt, first of all, we're in September. The government has not even got its foot wet yet, right? So if you believe that your living conditions are horrific and are really bad and all of this, it's not this government that you need to be looking at. They just got in. What have they been able to do yet that would impact your life? Not a whole lot of, an, of anything, to be quite frank. So if you have serious concerns about the fact that there's so much development going on in Cayman and you can't get a piece of the pie, 
Um, you need to speak to the previous government who was running the show for eight years. You understand? That would be the common sense approach. So Rick says, don't worry about the language, focus on the message. Well, I'm focusing on the message. His message is completely wrong. It doesn't even make any logical sense. Now, I don't know who in this government got you all upset, but to blame them for what is happening in your life and the development around you is a little bit problematic. Y'all don't even know the half of it. The kickbacks that people are getting, including developers, because of the progressives' connections and how they had certain people who were consultants, right? And they would go to these developers and say, right, your stamp duty is going to be $15,000. Here's just an example. Um, I can get that reduced to $5,000, but my fee, or five, $15 million, I can get it reduced to $5 million, but my fee is going to be two and a half million, a million, five million, whatever. So that's still going to be cheaper than the 15 million that you were going to pay. And that's a win-win for everybody. Okay. Son, whoever you are, I don't even know your name. Please go educate yourself. And don't be misguided and don't allow your emotions to take control of you. Because I think that is precisely what you've done in this video. And you just don't know what you're talking about. Now, I would have thought that if you had an issue with your uncle, and if you really thought your uncle Chris was corrupt, or even that the premier was corrupt, that you could have based that on some facts. Like, where, what are the facts? Your, your only thing you say is about development, um, running amok, and you're not getting a piece of the pie. Can I ask you a few questions, young man? I'm curious to know. Um, what is it about you? Like, what have you done with your life that has improved your chances of getting a piece of the pie? Now, you guys know how this works, huh? At the end of the day, I was born a hustler. Did I ever tell you how I used to make bake little things to take my dad's restaurant? Um, even on my summer breaks, I'd be working, doing photography, doing baking, anywhere, any way that I could make a few honest dollars. And sometimes there are things just stacked against you for all the wrong reasons. But you keep doing what you have to do. Like you can't ever give people an excuse to say, aha, there she is. She's not law abiding. She breaks the law. She shot herself in the foot. She does all those things that make you go, well, we don't know. So I want to know from this young man, since he's going to call it the entire government um, for his plight in life, how have you contributed to your plight in life? Cause I mean, I'm looking at just who your parents are. I mean, I don't know if you have any other siblings or what the situation is. You have a father who's a lawyer. Okay. Um, you've got aunts who are professionals, you know. Uh, one is a partner at a major law firm. Um, I don't know if they've tried giving you opportunities or not, because sometimes family don't really help you, you know, you're on your own. Your mom is the sweetest person in the world, good, hardworking individual. What has happened in your life? What have you done for yourself to help yourself, you know, pull up by the bootstraps, do what you got to do? You got a university degree? Have you gone to school? Have you even gone to UCCI? Not that that's much of anything, but, you know, 
What have you done? Calling people corrupt and calling for their impeachment, which by the way, son, there's no such thing as impeachment in the Cayman Islands. That's not the correct terminology. So again, I'm a little bit concerned about your lack of understanding of even um, the parliament and how these things work. So someone says, amen, Sandy, so true. Alden was proud of nearly 750 planning approvals in 2019 alone. So all of this that you see um, going on, you know, don't put it on, on the shoulders of the government. They've not even had an opportunity to do anything. Someone else points out that the previous government was for the vaccine as well. It's the only reason death tolls, ha death tolls have slowed. The unvaccinated should be thanking the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are responsible for continued death and variants. Uh, what is incredibly interesting is it seems like um, he is upset really about the vaccine. And so when I listened to him, that's the sense that I got that that's what this was really all about, right? Uh, we don't want your jabs. We don't want your vaccine. Da -da 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 -da. I'm like, son, do you know what you're really talking about here? Um, so, you know, you sound a little bit crazy. Um, let me just see what someone else said on WhatsApp. This person said, Sandy, his mommy's name is Rose. I grew up with this boy. I'm so shocked. His mother's sister is married to Chris. Yes, that would make him a, a in-law. Um, his father's Philip Ebanks. Yes, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, I get up with this boy. I calls his mommy aunt out of affection. And she must have died and come back and died again and come back and died again. And like I said, there is a part two to this. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing that... Uh, you don't even know what you're talking about. So you're an anti-vaxxer. And um, this is what this is about, really. I hope you I hope that you never have to find out how important vaccines generally are in life, and especially this particular vaccine. Yesterday, another friend to the show, Donna Smith, shared that her father died of COVID after um, being in the hospital for something else, he contracted COVID and died. Our condolences to Donna and her family. Um, she's from the US, but she's lived in Cayman. Remember, she worked at Flow for many, many years. This virus is real. You know, when I have people who I now know are mentally unstable, sending me messages about, oh, this vaccine is, is made up and it's not, uh, not the vaccine, the virus even is made up and isn't real. I look around, I go, wow. What kind of delusional thinking would you have to be engaged in to really believe something like that? Philip says somebody should put him back in, on his meds. Gabriella, we can't see on Facebook what that is, but it must be some kind of shocking face. <laughs> uh, Alice, now we know who he fought, who he is. Yeah, I mean, Richard says another misinformed, misguided soul. Carol, it's a hot mess. Patricia says, what is wrong with this young man? Is he for real? I don't think this rude man needs to be shown on any media. Well, you know what they're going to say, Patricia? I'll tell you why I shared it. Because if I don't share it, then um, certain 
individuals would be like, you see, Sandy is so pro-pack, like she can't even show this video that has gone viral with this young man. Everybody who came out has seen it and she doesn't want to talk about it. So we show it all and we talk about it all. It's the same reason when I've ever gone to court or anything has ever happened, I'm the first one to put it out. No other media is going to one-up me on my own story. Because half the time they don't really show up. They just want to throw the story up there to get a few negative comments and whatever, right? Um, so yes, honey child, I'm going to put it up there. Speaking of putting it out there, <laughs> I had to chuckle to myself yesterday um, as I was preparing some stuff for uh, my lawyers. As it relates to um, the appeal um, that we're going to be putting together here against this judgment last week. And I was reminded of, wow, this dude trying to sue me for defamation, but look at the bankruptcy notice. Wow. The character of people. Oh, he has such a stellar, stellar, they say, reputation. Wow. Really? Bankruptcy notices, lawsuits for all sorts of money. Look at this one. Another default judgment for $125,000 CI. Maybe he is trying to um, collect a payroll for, to pay all this money that he owes every Tom, Dick, and Harry all over the world. What a hot mess. Y'all don't know the half of the story. You really do not know. Um, yep. Anywho. The facts sure do speak loudly. Ah, uh, yes, Miss Sue. Mm -mm 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 -mm. But you know, as parents, um, Deep Blue Sea says don't give them any audience. I know, I know. And trust me, like I said, I really didn't want to, but you know, I know how the anti-pack people would be out there screaming bloody murder. Oh my God, Sandy. Blah, blah. And we do, we do cover everything that happens in the community. So it is what it is. I was thinking about this. You know, when you become a parent, I think you do look at things a little bit differently as well. If this was my child, how would I be feeling this morning? Everybody came on seeing this message and talking about this kid. Um, if that was my child that did that, how would I feel? And I would feel embarrassed. I must say. Um, I would feel really bad. Now, you guys know I don't believe in corporal punishment for children, but I, I would have a stern word with him as his mom. You know? Uh...
So yes, um, very, very shocking, but um, it is what it is. Some people are so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, can I tell you guys something? Okay. Thank you, Miss Nona. Um, thank you, Perla, Gabby. Let me tell you how people can really get on my nerves. And y'all know that I'm, I'm a person of a lot of patience until I have no more. And then you're in trouble because I'm going to tell you about your behind too. So, um, this guy has been emailing me. Like I said, he's in, he owns an IT business and a little Looney Tune. Oh, COVID doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. And so yesterday he sent me, um, he's been sending me all these emails. Like it's really going a little bit too far. So I said, you know what, let, let the police handle this. Cause they claim that they're all about preventing harassment, ICT, blah, blah, blah. So I sent it to them. I said, deal with the man because if he continues to message me, we're going to have a problem. So then he sends me a message yesterday in relation to the quarantine breach this weekend. And he says the most ridiculous thing, which is I am supporting the white cause. Listen to he's a, he's a white man, by the way, let me just say that, that I'm supporting the white cause against poor black people. And I'm taking food out of this mother's mouth. And she's just trying to support her children breaching quarantine and putting other people's lives at risk, trying to support your children. So I said to him, I'm not going to tell you everything I said, but I said, oh, I said, well, that's interesting. Let me see how many facts you have about this individual that now you're trying to defend. And child, I read into him. And I said, let me tell you, don't message me again. Because you are an idiot. You are a fool. You're misinformed. You don't know what you're talking about. Right? This is the same person who could get on a show talking about she's entitled to plastic surgery and all these other things. And the government must support her children because they are for her Caymanian husband. And this is the foolishness that you want to support? I said, I'll tell you what. You give her a job, why don't you? Since you believe in the Black cause so much. And you want to support people who have no respect for the laws of this country. You give her a job. Child, when I was finished with him, apparently this morning he's apologizing and asking for my forgiveness. Oh, my poor choice of words. I apologize for offending you. I make no excuses. I was wrong. Forgive me. You need professional help, my brother. Because you don't come at me with your foolishness about Eastern Star and all this crap and COVID not real and blah, blah, blah. You don't come at me with all that ridiculousness and then turn around and expect to ask for my forgiveness. I'm not even going to give him the time of day by naming him. This is not the forgiveness hour, my friend. Get your shit together. Y'all are just ridiculous. You know, you, you need professional help. And that's what I said. Go get yourself some help. I'm doing my best to try to save people's lives in this country. And you and your misinformation and spreading misinformation out there 
and believing in all kind of creatures and invisibleness and COVID isn't real. And I mean, the conspiracy theories are just ridiculous. But you know, when you start to come for me, don't, don't even go there. Like, honestly. Something wrong with, something is wrong with some of you all. And I'm beginning to wonder if the water not contaminated with stupidity. Oh, Cameron, you know, she gave that job up. Don't want nothing legit. Resigned. Told the court that she had the job back, by the way, which is a bold face lie. But anyway, we won't get into it. But yes, we call people out equally on this program. Some some supporter was saying, oh, but you know, oh, it's because she's Jamaican. I'm like, are we still trying to play that card? Are we still trying to play, oh, the person's Jamaican? Really? To all my Jamaican friends out there, they know better than that baloney. That card has been overplayed and people with any degree of sense know, know that, nope, Sandy don't really care where you're from, to be honest. She don't care if you're the rich Caymanian, if you're the poor Caymanian, if you're the black Caymanian, the white Caymanian, the Caymanian albino, I don't really care. I don't even care if you're family to me. How many family members have I not posted about? Yes, child, Gary, pin paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all know that sometimes my family member, I'm surprised one of them not made a video like that, that young man right there cussing me out. Because when I posted about them, and like, I mean, my only thing is, is it true? I call them, is this true that you owe people money and you're not paying it back? Ooh, I got cursed out every every 360 cursing from my own niece. Oh, why you had to do that to my mommy? And I'm like, because uh, I report the news and your mama making news right now and it doesn't look very good. Maybe she needs to stop borrowing money from these people and don't pay back. Or maybe my nephew needs to stop getting involved in this type of activity. So yeah, it don't make no difference who you are. Family gets called out too. If it's news, it's news. Oh, it's personal. You don't like her. Well, whether I like her or not has nothing to do with her actions. Am I forcing people to go out there and break the law so that they can be on CMR? <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a conspiracy theory, but kind of impossible. So if you keep putting yourself in the limelight, you know, you keep doing stuff that lands you in court and the most, what do you expect? We're not going to report it. We're going to turn a blind eye. That's not on me. That's on you. That's an indictment on you all, whoever's out there doing that, whoever's engaging in that behavior. And you're foolish talking about, oh, well, it's only because this person's from West Bay or they're a Caymanian or they're a Jamaican. It's like, uh, no, we're an equal opportunity, hold them accountable kind of organization. Um, Perla says they don't like your honesty. The truth hurts and people can't handle the cold hard truth. Yes, child, Perla, know the score. You get one chance. And as a matter of fact, some of y'all have not even earned any chances because of your rudeness. Yesterday, I was just not in the mood. You know how some days you just wake up and you're like, I ain't in the mood for this today. 
Well, that was definitely one of those days. Somebody else is being rude to me, um, an actual customer. And I said um, to the guy, he's an elderly man who lives overseas. I said, sir, every time you communicate with us, you are so incredibly rude. I had to give him a dose of cold hard truth too. And I said, you are so rude. You know, um, you're a customer through your son who resides in the Cayman Islands. I think it's time that you're no longer a customer. I will speak to your son after this month. You can find somebody else to engage your services. Because you see, as a business owner, I don't have to take every customer. There are times that I can say after years of your ridiculousness, and by the way, every time there's an issue, has nothing to do with us. It's your incompetence why there's an issue. And so we're resolving problems because you keep pressing every button in the world and don't know what the heck you're doing. And then you've got an attitude. On a Sunday afternoon, you don't expect that people might be spending time with their families. You want to be messaging me with your rudeness. And even when I'm trying to help you, you're still being rude. I said, sir, I'm done. Go find somebody else. Okay. Seems like he was shocked. <laughs> Welcome to the real world where businesses can decide whether they want your business or not. Because you cause me more headache than it is worth. Sometimes you just got to know, folks, when it ain't worth it. Someone is asking about the booster vaccine. Says that now that we're close to receiving the booster vaccine, it'll be a good time to issue the Green Pass like they have in Europe to allow tourists to visit and move around. If you Google Green Pass, um, it is self-explanatory. Thank you. I'll definitely look that up. So we're going to be talking about this concept of reopening our borders. Because, folks, we have to do it. We did a whole story yesterday I thought that was very, very interesting. And the longer we stay closed, the longer y'all believe that that is a realistic position. Yes, Perla, the block button works very well. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about this. I was having a little chat with someone who works at a restaurant yesterday. And she was saying to me, um, oh, Miss Sandy, but we cannot close, we cannot open our borders. And I said, well, I said, I understand both sides of the argument. And I think that people who've not felt the impact of keeping the borders closed are more likely to have that argument than not. I said, you're working in a restaurant and a job. You haven't gotten a pay cut. No one in your restaurant has lost their job yet. But when that starts to happen, when civil servants start to lose jobs and positions start to disappear, then you're going to say what? And she's like, mm, yes, Miss Sandra. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, it's money. It's profits over people. That sounds real good until you can't buy food to put on your table. Then what? Mm -hmm. You know that there are people in lockdown right now because of the situation at Georgetown Primary who don't have food to eat? <clears throat> Families? I've, I know because three, four of them have contacted me alone. They're like locked down for two weeks. Can't go to work. My employer isn't going to pay me if I can't go to work. How am I going to survive? So I'm like, you just went into lockdown and I get it. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, this is the realities of life. 
You don't have any money to be able to buy yourself groceries for two weeks. What do you think is going to happen? When the economic realities really start to hit us of COVID. You see, we have lived in the bubble, not just a physical bubble in terms of protecting us from what we think has been the virus. So in other words, we've probably had local transmission here for a minute. But we also have been, as a result of that, in a bit of an economic bubble. So y'all got access to your pension money. And I saw how the pension money was flowing. I saw the increase in staycations. Oh, now I not take a staycation. I saw the brat trips, the new purchases. I mean, some of the banks, people work at the banks like Sambi. People are coming to us, talk about they want a new loan because they got a few dollars in their pension. They're going to put that down on pension. I'm like, what? Are these people not saving money? Like they can't dip into pensions again? No, honey child. They're not saving no money. They're spending it like there's no tomorrow. I was like, wow. Now that is crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. So, okay then. That's the reality. People spending money. Not thinking about their futures. Not thinking about the economic realities of COVID-19. And then when it starts to hit them, mm, we better we better hurry up and reopen now. We better come up with a solution. It's this government's fault. This government needs to be impeached. Everything is their fault. Step back. Step off of the ridiculousness. Honest to God. And, you know, um, somebody else is saying that they requested help as well. And I must say that um, some of these, some of they got a gift card for $25 for family of four child. That can barely buy you a pack of meat. But anyway, um, the reality is that we are headed for some really tough times. Oh, well, we don't, we don't need tourism. Someone said, we don't need a tourism dollar. We can survive without it. Oh, you can? We need to look at diversifying the economy. Oh, I agree with that. But you tell me how to diversify the economy during a pandemic. Diversify it how? We have a native population of what? 20,000 people? You think that can support the gazillion restaurants that are in Cayman? You think that can even support the banks that are here? Every single business that's in the Cayman Islands relies on foreign influx somewhere along the food chain. And so over the coming weeks, folks, we're going to give you a cold dose of the cold hard truth economic version. In the meantime, that's right, Vanessa works for pension companies, so she knows what's going on. She's telling me, oh, there's no more money. Because, you know, people want to hit the pension again. There is no more money. You don't even understand how pensions work. They're not just sitting on your cash, putting in, a, in a, an account. It is being invested. And that investment comes with losses directly related to COVID, and there is no more money. Big shout out to Kevin Watler. 
Kevin has been working on booking us some experts to come onto the program. And some of those include experts in the field of, well, epidemiologists, like real medical experts, not a pretend fool, fool people. Okay. They know what they're talking about. And we're going to talk about a couple of different topic areas. It's going to be an evening show. Cayman CMR COVID-19 spotlight. Really great lineup of professionals. We need to bring our economic friend back, Mr. Mm, I don't want to mispronounce the name, but we'll bring him Mustaf. We'll bring him back in the program as well to talk about the economic realities of COVID. It occurred to me yesterday in a real way that we all need a wake up call. Seriously. So it is what it is, folks. Um, I'm just here to tell you the cold hard truth. And at some point along the line, I can't really be concerned if you want to hear it or if you like it. I'm guessing all 320 of you right now are here because you do want to hear it. Um, and then a lot of people aren't really telling you the cold hard truth. And it is my responsibility to do so. So listen. I'm aware of some families that are in a bit of a pickle in a bit of a situation because of um, the lockdown related to Georgetown Primary School. Now, I don't have a lot, but I'm willing to share, okay? So send me, I can only help one or two people, but I'm hoping that maybe there are other people who are listening who could offer some assistance as well. Send me your must-have grocery list. I'm gonna go shopping today. I'm going to hit up price right, cost you less. And I'm not too proud to beg for a little discount. So Mary, over at cost you less. Mr. Woody, over at Foster's, I'm going to be messaging you in short order. I'm going to be shopping for a few of these families. And so I need a discount. If you can extend one, I would be ever so grateful. And we're going to deliver some groceries. I can assure you it's going to be more than $25 worth of groceries at least. At least I can do that much. Anybody else wants to chip in and help? I understand that the regiment is supposed to be helping child. They had some good curry chicken they were cooking the other day. I mean, you can't eat curry chicken every day, but they've got professional chefs. Big shout out to their um, regiment members. They had my they had my palate on fire with some good curry chicken. So maybe they can cook up a few meals as well. Ervlyn says she'll help. Thank you so much, Ervlyn. Ervlyn is such a kind-hearted woman, can I tell you? Ervlyn is always donating and helping out. Thank you, Ervlyn. I love it. Really appreciate it. So we're going to see how we can help in a meaningful way. This weekend, we had a lovely pageant. We saw these beautiful girls and their gowns and whatever. But all of that is for naught if people can't eat. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. This is why we need to work towards getting the economy going again. Because when it comes down to you're going to eat or you're not going to eat, that's a life or death situation. Y'all not going to be talking about profits over people then. You're going to be saying, damn, I need to eat. 
That's the cold hard truth right there. So it is what it is. Miss Sue, I'm actually going to message you um, if I forget. Please um, WhatsApp me because I've got a little surprise for you as well. You are going to get um, a little bit of freeness. So somebody did say that they were delivering some groceries into the Georgetown primary homes over the weekend. But apparently uh, there are a lot of people who haven't gotten. And there are some people who sent me um, what they received. I got to tell you, this one had me cracking up. And this person said, Sandy, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but do they know that we are a family of seven? And so when they send me a little thing of beef, that's like one meal to feed a family of seven. You know, I was like, oh, Lord, what a mess. I feel you. Um, I'm going to actually show you the package of food because it is a little bit, it's humorous, but then it really isn't at the same time. Right? So I think too, that we don't know how to make food stretch like how we used to back in the day. The only thing that has stretched is our waistline, not the way, not the way that we have recipes. So this is what they sent. Um, how many pounds is that? That is not, that's not even a pound of beef, 0.92. So less than a pound of beef, 85% lean, um, mind you, not at a good kind, in an all-natural Angus choice. Yeah, boy. Make a nice little spaghetti or meatballs or something like that. But to feed a family of seven, I don't know. I mean, I can make a lot of spaghetti. I can make a, a brown uh, um, beef pot, whatever. But with less than a pound of beef, child, I'd be cooking more than that for a family, too. So I do take the point that that isn't going to last a family seven for 14 days. That's for sure. The other thing I want to say so that we can remain more self-sufficient folks, and I'm horrible with this myself. So this would be advice that I'd be trying to give myself. Keep your refrigerator stocked. I'm not a person who likes, because I find it goes to waste. Like I go to a grocery store a couple times a week because otherwise it's wasted food, right? But if something like this happens where you're now shut in and you're locked in for two weeks and your refrigerator is already empty, you got a problem because the kids are like, I need to eat right now. Like I just noticed today, oh my gosh, I'm out of milk. How am I out of milk already? So I need to go to the grocery store today for myself and stock up on milk and other things. So um, keep in mind that in these perilous times that we're living in, your hurricane kit should also always be ready. Because what happens if you have a hurricane and you're trying to feed a family of seven? Well, you got to have a lot of canned goods and whatever. So during this 14-day period, you might have to tap into your hurricane kit if you had one. Now, I know a lot of people don't have one. So that's a problem. Oh. Woo. There goes the water. Thankfully, most of it ended up on the floor this time. Child, my poor computer is always like, are you trying to get us wet? Okay. So that's a that's a mess I got to clean up on the floor now. That's all right. Ugh, let me just put most of that in the garbage. So, um, yes, these are some things that we can do to help ourselves. Miss Vernita says, knock down those buildings and give, give them to us for our homes. What buildings are you referring to? 
You see, this is where Miss Vernita now, I have an obligation. Let me not slip on this floor and break anything. I have an obligation to tell you the truth, right? That sounds good to say, well, let's just knock down buildings. I don't know how you do that without infringing on people's rights, legal rights and otherwise, but say that we could do that. Say we were Cuba where we could just knock down buildings and don't care what people, what business people say or thought about it or whatever. If you live in a world where you think that you could just knock down buildings and that would solve your problem, that's what happens in places like Haiti where people just go in and commandeer and take stuff. And I can show you that it's never really the poor people when, you, when you're doing it that way. They're never really the ones who will benefit. It's still the corrupt people who will benefit. But think about it, right? Think about how even a business person that has worked hard and managed to purchase a building or build something, you're now saying that we should take that from you. What if you were that person, right? Would you want someone coming and saying that they're going to confiscate your property and your building to try to give it to other people? Whether the other people are poor or not isn't the point. What would be the point of you ever trying to do things the right way and work hard in life? And the other thing is, without a lot of those buildings and things, you know, um, that young man in his video talked about, oh, the booming construction business. Well, it appears to be somewhat booming, but you're going to see that slowing down here in a second. If that wasn't happening, do you understand how the flow of money works in the economy? So this is where we need our Yale professor back on here to break it down for y'all, right? So money doesn't just get printed. It's spent by people. It's earned by people. It's circulated in the economy. And I find that a lot of people who are complaining about their plight in life, not to say that they don't have a valid complaint, but they're not the people who are agitating the economy in anybody's favor. They're actually a burden on the economy. So when you say that, well, now, you know, I might not be contributing all that much to the economy, but I don't want other people to contribute either. Just knock down buildings and take their property. That's not going to bode well for you, actually. Right? Who would want to come to the Cayman Islands and invest and do anything if people believe that that's how we're going to operate? I'm telling you, some of the worst places in the world. Afghanistan, that's their style. They're going to just take it from people and give it to their friends or give it to whoever. That doesn't really help people. Uh, Aliano says, tell them again what percent of this country live and make that income needed to live beyond one standard of living. What's going, what are we going to do when all of Sedma Beach shut down and the hotels and condos go tits up and all these banks do the same thing and shut down? You see, this is where y'all don't understand the trickle-down effect of that tourism dollar. It's significant. The vast majority of people in some way, shape, or form. And it's just not like traditional tourists that stay over. It's people who come here and visit this country and then decide, oh, I really like this country. Maybe I will purchase something. Maybe I will buy a second home. <clears throat> Maybe I will do business with the banks here. Not just on their visit, but they agitate 
the, the economy in a positive way. We have a very poor understanding, and I fall into this department. This is why I'm going to rely on the good professor to explain it to us. We have a very poor understanding of world economies and even of our own economy and how it actually works. And that will put us in a position where we're saying certain things that we really shouldn't even be saying, that make no economic sense to do. Uh, Josara says, I saw someone posted where fosters were doing donations and the regiment was collecting them to deliver to the families. I'll check with Mr. Woody and see what the situation is there. And again, y'all be trying to cuss Mr. Woody when y'all ready. Um, but, you know, his family has supported this community in so many ways. And then y'all won't cuss him. Oh, he not hiring this one. He not doing it. But y'all know how to go to him when you need groceries and need something. Um, I believe in supporting local businesses like Mr. Woody Foster, who is always giving back to people in this community. That man is a very humble man, I must tell you. He takes a lot of criticism. I know because y'all be sending it to me and I'd be like, I just pass it along to him. I'm like, listen, I'm just the messenger. Here's a complaint. Deal with it. <clears throat> Um, Deep Blue Sea says every time I deal with Butterfield, oh, child, try and hush about them. Mm -mm -mm. Try and go to CNB. That's all I can tell you. I don't even want to think about Butterfield. Oh, I have an ax to grind with them. Poor service. I see one woman, she's actually suing them because um, she said that they um, closed her account for basically no legitimate reason. Well, you know, these banks can do, they can do that. They can do whatever they want. There's no regulation stopping them. Patricia wants to help. Uh, please message me, 324-1612. As a community, we can do this. We can help other people in need. So um, I'll just stick this up here. Um, send me a message. Let's organize it. And uh, that'll force me to go to the stores today and get some stuff done. Now, don't be y'all COVID people. I'm not saying you're COVID positive. But when you give me the address, know that I'm going to be leaving it at the gate. And you have to go there to get it yourself because I'm not getting too close. Um, Nona, mandate vaccines. We, we will have to get there. Uh, Miss Claudia. So she's concerned about the future of the country and the long-term effects of this pandemic. Yes. Um, continue to listen, Miss Claudia, because you are really sharing some wise words here. Miss Rita wants to help. Thank you so much, Miss Rita. Waistline is getting it now. We can't stretch food like back in the days. Yes. And unfortunately, most of us are kind of eating all the wrong things as well. Um, you know, and yeah, the food doesn't stretch, but everything else stretching. Deep Blue Sea says, oh boy, Sandra, you're going to be slammed with, I need help messages. Well, you know what? We get those anyway. But like I said, I'm only in a position, well, it depends on obviously how many people come forward, but I can commit to helping a few people and, um, you know, anybody else, you know, Miss Rhea and others that are willing to help can certainly step forward. How would the person donating know how much people are in the home? Well, um, this is what 
I have, like I said, three people on my list so far, I think maybe four. So I know what those households are. I think one person, she said that she had like six or seven or something. So there's, you know, normally it's two parents and a couple of kids. Um, now listen, I said this to somebody else the other day about your grocery list. Don't be putting too much junk on your grocery list, you know, because y'all like, oh, my children only want to eat junk food. Maybe this is an opportunity to introduce your children to a little bit healthier living, okay? So that their waistlines don't expand. They're only, you know, babies at this point. But, um, you know, we can all do with sneaking in a few vegetables here and there. So introduce your children's palates. Everybody's like, my children won't eat it. You'd be surprised what your children will eat if you introduce it to them and tell them that they don't have any other choice. <laughs> I mean, really. I said that to my daughter all the time. She loves her some Fruit Loops, child. And uh, my husband said, no, 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 no. We need to cut out all these Fruit Loops with this young lady. And I said, well, I blame it on daddy. I'm like, daddy said no more Fruit Loops. Oh, man. And I said, well, if we don't buy it in this house and when you ask for it, if I don't have it, then we don't have it, you know? She says, can't we go to the grocery store and you can buy some? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we could. But daddy said no. All right. Tanisha uh, says, I have a family of six and HMCI provided my family five bags of groceries. Plus I had a house stocked with my hurricane supplies. Very good, which came in useful. Yeah, you might have to tap into those. Hopefully no hurricanes coming anytime soon. Um. She says, people just want to rely on fast food as opposed to cooking meals. I'm working from home and I have to ensure that I have, uh, I can cook breakfast and also prepare lunch for my four sons. Child, that's a full house right there. Yes. Six, seven people. That's a lot of people. And I must tell you, I commend you for um, wanting to get up and cook because I only have a household of three and some days to fix a meal is like, takes a lot. Um, so good for you, especially when you're working and you, and you might be at home, but you still work and you do all this other stuff. Um, you'd be in the kitchen all day long. Families appreciate your parents, your mothers and fathers that are actually doing the right thing by you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patricia says that she's lived here for 33 years, longer than she did in her own country. And we need to take care of each other, reopening, um, social distancing, mask up. Yes, thank you. Get the vaccine. Uh, oh, Aliana says, I think Ms. Vernita wants to see some sort of government provision where buildings aren't just built and left derelict. Well, you know what? Those same people who build them half, build them or whatever, they'll tell you that they don't have the money to finish a building. I mean, so it's a bit of a catch-22 situation. So I feel you, but at the same time, I think you need to appreciate um, where those individuals are also coming from. I don't think any building should be half built and stay there for 25 years. I mean, it ends up becoming a rat infested, dangerous, oftentimes drug house. But you know, those people also have an argument to make in terms of, well, if they can't afford it, they can't do it, et cetera, et cetera. Sad situation, but, um, you know, again, if you were in that situation, I'm sure you wouldn't want the government coming and just commandeering your home. But do I think that the government should have very clear laws in place? 
from the onset that when you start building that you have X amount of time to build it or there will then be consequences? Absolutely. I do think that that's a sensible thing to do for the entire community. It's not just about the individual homeowner, right? Um, <laughs> Elaine, woo! Mm -mm -mm. As they say, sometimes Cayman is just not a real place. And, you know, people will do what we allow them to do. This is the truth, right? So if we allow people to abuse the system with no accountability, this is why they're, this is the real reason why they are upset with CMR, because we're calling them out and they don't like to be called out, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about. So we say, hold on, this isn't right. Well, why are you up in people's business? Uh, I'm up in your business because it actually impacts all the rest of the community. But who cares how they raise their children? We do care because how they raise their children will determine whether those children become the criminals of tomorrow or not. And that is something you should all worry about. Believe me, you. I sit in court every single day. Last week, stick a pin. I was listening to this home invasion case, right? I don't want to say too much about it until um, after the case is done, because it's a three-week trial. So they got a lot of information. But there was a young man who was testifying that he was part of the, um, the scheme to go out that night and rob people. And he talked about how they ended up at this particular house. So he's a witness for the prosecution. And I heard him talk about how he knows the um, defendant, uh, Mr. Shane Connor, and how basically he knew him because at the time he would have been like maybe 18 years old or something. And he's known him for years because of Shane Connor's relationship with his father and always coming out and hanging out with his father and so on. And it occurred to me that you know, I guess in certain elements, parents don't think about the influence that they're having on their children, but even who you're exposing your children to can impact and change the course of their life as a parent. And that can be a negative or positive impact. And that is why sometimes as parents, we strive to expose your children. You know, I remember Alric Lindsay sharing with us how, although he came from a poor family, he came from Windsor Park, he had the opportunity to start playing squash and getting involved in some of these sports that are seen as, oh, they're for rich people or elite people. And he's like, I wasn't rich. I wasn't elite. I wasn't anybody. But I recognize that, number one, it was a sport that maybe I could get a scholarship. I could do something different. But in addition to that, it gave me exposure to people, right, who were different than me. And I got to see how, wow. There's, there is a different way of living life. There are different standards. There are different, you know, experiences. I got to travel as part of the squash team. And eventually, he was given a scholarship to go off and study accounting by a parent who remembered him as being <clears throat> one of the squash players. And this day and age, we call it networking. That's the fancy term for it. But you can network in the wrong direction too, honey child. 
So if you have your children hanging out with less than ideal characters, they're going to be networking with those individuals and probably picking up habits and behaviors that you don't necessarily want them to. So be mindful who your children's friends are and even by extension, who your friends are and what parents you're spending time with. That's all I got to say on that one, folks. Take heed. Trust me. Not everything that glitters is gold. And um, folks, at the end of the day, you will want to ensure that um, you're having the most Im positive impact on your family that you can. Especially your children. I mean, children are like a book. They just soak in everything. They're so impressionable, even as teenagers. That's why we talk about peer pressure. Well, sometimes kids are getting pressure from within the home because of what you're exposing them to. Good, folks. Um, I thank you, as always, for tuning into this program. Um, like I said, message me. Um... Let me see if I can get Renee this information. Uh, message me uh, if you're um, willing to help. I've got, like I said, um, a few people already on the list. And uh, we'll see how we can assist people during this quarantine situation. Not everyone will be breaching quarantine so that they can get put up by government in a hotel. Here's a funny story. We can end this program on. This is kind of cute and funny. This came up on my Facebook feed this morning and I thought, oh, this is so cute. Look at this. <laughs> this headline says, geologists discover agate with cookie monster hidden inside when split open. <laughs> so this is so funny. So this is a crystal, a rainbow crystal. Oh, was wait a minute, was this a rainbow crystal? Maybe that one was in rainbow. But anyway, they, they opened up this, um, they opened up this um, agate from Brazil, this gem collector named Mike Bowers, and he unearthed what looks like the famed Sesame Street character was hiding inside. Isn't that the funniest little thing? Has an uncanny down to the blue face, resemblance, goofy grin, large googly eyes of the cookie monster. That is so funny. Amazingly funny when we make these associations. Okay, folks, um, if you're a Cayman and Vin says Disney World is open, we can take a look at their protocols. Vin and anybody else, if you're a Caymanian living abroad, we are working on a project that we need your help with. So please, you also need to message me, Ms. Darlene. Um, who else we had here this morning? I'm more interested in Caymanians. I know we have a lot of non-Caymanians that obviously are abroad listening to the show. But if you are a Caymanian living abroad, I want to speak with you because we are working on a little project that I need your help with. So message me. Um, I need to check out the cause list for court this morning. I don't even know what's going on over there at court. Um, let me just have a quick look. Oh, there is a case that I'm very, very interested to see, actually. Hmm. So, um, Las Palmas is the correct name. 
All right, so I'm going to go to court this morning. There's a couple of things popping off for Monday, September the 20th. We have Alvin Shaquille Ebanks, who takes up an entire page all by himself and then some. Um, he has a criminal sentencing today. Oh, Lord, he's been in all kind of stuff. Breach of curfew, obtained property by deception. That's Cicely Ebanks. I don't know who she is. Consumption of cocaine, consumption of ganja. Ooh, some days the list is long. Um, so there's a couple of things that uh, we're monitoring and watching on the court list this morning. I saw that they sent these from over the weekend. A uh, bunch of ganja and drugs, importation charges. Um, there's some in relation to pension for someone who is a board member. And I have been looking at that. Uh, the traffic list today is kind of long. Oh, yes, this guy is in court, Tarek Crawford. He's a young man who has killed two people now. The first one was he killed a guy on his bike. Remember that in West Bay? And then um, earlier in the year, I think it was January, he killed another young man. He wasn't supposed to be driving, but he killed another young man there um, close to Foster's in West Bay. That was the one that ran into the house. So they have him in court today for causing death by dangerous driving. Child, he needs to just plead guilty and let them sentence him. Don't waste the court's time. He was already not supposed to be driving. I mean, it's just unbelievable what these guys do and how incredibly reckless they are. So just having a quick perusal. There's a few people there on traffic. Um, let me see. Our friend the other day for traffic was a no-show, by the way. I don't know if you guys remember me mentioning the young man who'd breached COVID multiple times. And then he was put in a, well, he was put in a government facility and he still breached that. Then he escaped from home. So now they have that case in mental health. So we can't actually tell you what the outcome of it is because it's subject to the mental health order. So you can't discuss it. But, oh, yes, this is criminal mention. Magistrate McFarlane. Mm. I think I do need to go to court this morning and see what's a go on. What's a go on? Breach of deportation order. They're so desperate to stay. Someone sent me another video. Some man cussing out Caymanians and, oh, you know, we can't get it together and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, why are you here? I mean, if you really feel that way. Oh no, these people, you're going to start having your families murdered. Like it was so over the top. And <clears throat> I thought to myself, and you are here because of what? Mm -mm. Anyway, I need to mop up the floor. Um, so I'm going to do that. You guys uh, need to get to work. So uh, let me allow you to do that. And we'll talk some more tomorrow. I'll let you know how the grocery situation go. Miss Mitzi, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much, Perla. Uh, Vernita says the caring and sharing is what built this country. We always looked out for each other. But boy, there seem some mean people in this island nowadays. I got a few things of goods I can share. Please come get it before I work in to get to heaven. So <laughs> oh, you're working to get to heaven. That's all right, honey. Don't you worry. Um. Very good. Um, all right. That's all I got, I think. Yeah. 
So tomorrow we'll continue the conversation. I'll reach out to the good professor, Mustaf, I think was his name. I always feel like I'm mispronouncing it, but we'll reach out to him and see um, kind of what um, he has for us. So yes, Fiverr vaccine, uh, potentially coming for five to 11 year olds. Folks, that would be a massive, massive game changer. Paul says, good morning, Sandy. COVID is here to stay. Amen. Cayman must open up as long residents follow public health protocols. Cases of COVID not be as bad as Bermuda. Be safe, everyone. Um, I believe some of these people aren't wanted in their own countries. That's why. <laughs> On that note, Cameron, you have a beautiful day. All of you. Um, be safe. And thank you again so much for tuning in. And thank you for making this Caymanza number one news show and number one just podcast show, talk show in the Cayman Islands. Tuning in to another edition of the Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 